big night. It is. This is the hundo. It is the hundo. <laughs> it's very exciting. I mean, I wouldn't say that I didn't think we'd get to this, but... It felt like it was going to take forever. Yeah. And yet we're here. And it just proves that, you know, time is a social construct. And, <laughs> it's um, all relative. It, yeah, it just, you know, it hit, it hit us out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Dawn has thoughtfully provided champagne. Yes. For the occasion. I'm going to go ahead and pop this. Yeah. Motherfucker. Oh, happy hundo. Happy hundo. That's what I'm talking about. Cheers to. Cheers. 100 episodes, 100 more. Uh, Yeah. More than that, hopefully. (laughs) Yes. And to both of us, new jobs, sort of. Positions. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Big things. Just, yeah, big things. Good big things. Big life changes happening. Yeah. A lot of good All things. All good around. stuff. Yep. So. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Crisp. Very crisp. Okay. So we we actually didn't discuss very much about what we were going to do for our 100th episode. No, we didn't. We came to the conclusion very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like one day. We were like, what should we do for the 100th episode? And Dawn's wonderful list that she's compiled for me over the past several months of the movies she wants to do. I've gone over it a million times and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know what? This podcast was born from Riverdale. It was. And so what better movie to cover for our 100th episode than a movie within that same universe? And let me tell you, this was <laughs> pretty spot on. I mean, it was from 1990. So yeah. for granted, whatever we see nowadays in the show could easily have been taken from this. Yeah, but, a um, lot of the themes are the same. Yeah. And obviously, we're basing characters on comic book characters. So it's not like it's not like they're different. Right. They're not going to be yeah. really different, exactly. but at the same time it's still pretty funny to see how they um correlate. The, yeah, this could have been an episode of Riverdale. Yeah. Honestly, it really could have. And a recent one. Yes. <laughs> yes, because there were With a lot of insanity. bizarre elements that we will get to. Yes. This is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. Welcome to our 100th episode. Woo-hoo! We are covering Archie to Riverdale and back. Yes. This was a made-for-TV movie, as John mm-hmm. mentioned, in 1990. So it's um, production quality is not the best. Not the best, but can I say it was a little better than some of the films we've watched. Ooh, like what? Attack of the Killer Donuts. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, rubber. Well, most things are. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, but those, I was even thinking like the scenes from this that were, you know, obviously they are set, like they're not in a real town, it's a set, but their streets and everything literally look like Attack of the Killer Donuts used it (laughs) for their movie, and that was many years later, so it's, but yeah, for 1990 it was fine. It was what it... It's what you would expect of a movie that was made in 1990, for sure. Like, I don't think I was surprised by what I saw. (laughs) No. But, gosh, where to begin? We automatically get names we know and love right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, there were very few characters in this movie that were not pulled from the comic books and from the Riverdale TV series that we know and love. Right. So, yeah, familiar familiar faces, familiar names, 
I mean, there's not nearly the amount of diversity present in this no. movie that there is in the show. We didn't get to see Josie. I guess there was no. No, there was no Josie. Josie. Which they had ample opportunity for that. Yeah, but which is wild. We got- and we still got Ethel. <laughs> We right, we got Ethel over Josie. Ethel Muggs was a very key part of this movie, <laughs> which is hilarious. What a glow up! Oh, I wish yeah. we had seen her in a flashback because they refer to her as Big Ethel. So I guess we're meant to assume that she was a chubby girl in high school, and they called her Big Ethel, which is just so mean. And Jughead's avoiding her this whole movie because mm-hmm. apparently Ethel was obsessed with him back in the day, and he's afraid of women now, and blah blah blah. But he's avoiding her the whole time, and then when they finally show Ethel. She's a fucking smoke show. Smoke show. She is an international model. She is great. And it's like, well, what did she look like before, though? I mean, we never really got to know. Right. But we're assuming that she experienced some kind of major glow up. Yeah. And I mean, that's something else that we knew from the show also is that Ethel had some type of a crush on Jughead. There was a little obsession there. But of course, for the show... It was tied to griffins and gargoyles. Yeah, and it was a little more, you know, <laughs> drinking the blue drink type of Yeah, stuff. it was a little bit more culty and like oh, obsession-y. Yeah. yeah, it was... Um, Creepy. Yeah. Yes. But right off the bat, we get... Mr. Weatherby, the principal. Yeah, he was not a cult member and is not missing fingers on fingers, his hand. Right. Yeah. And um, Miss Grundy is super old. She's an old lady, but I do think that's what she was in the comics, right? Probably, yeah. She was not a um, hot young teacher that Archie was fucking on the side. And she's not dead. No, she is not dead. She's made it into her 60s. Yes. <laughs> Good for her. And I think her and Mr. Weatherby are boning. Whoa, hot take. Yeah. I think they're trying to keep it a secret. The two of them reminded me of the principal and the coach in Greece. Yes. <laughs> they had oh like my similar vibes. A thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe I got where it's like they were always together and wanted to be near each other. But the minute they felt somebody was watching them, they were like swatting each other yeah, away. That and also they're just like way too into the school because, mm-hmm. you know, the opening scenes, it's like the principal, is, Veronica's on the phone with Principal Weatherby asking if she if he knows if Archie's coming. And then we when we meet Jughead, Principal Weatherby is calling to find out if he's coming to the reunion. It's like, if my principal from my high school personally called me up to ask if I was coming to my high school reunion, I would be real creeped out by that. <laughs> yeah, I'd want to know what else is behind that. What, like, yeah, like, I why mean, are you so invested? I mean, I know that these are, like, really the only important students in Riverdale High School, you know? Like, we yeah. only ever focus on them. We don't really get to see side characters so much. And it's it's that way in lots of TV shows when you're focusing on a certain group of people. They always seem to be the favorites of the principal and the administrator. I was going to say, the administrative staff would not give a shit if we had a reunion no, ever. yeah, exactly. It wouldn't even be like anything. It's, set up it's by, organized by the alumni yeah. associations. Did you ever go to a high school reunion? No. And it, it was set up by our class president. Yeah, student council. Kinda, yeah. yeah. So our tenure was, God, they did it during um, Thanksgiving weekend, which I guess right, is yeah. normal. But they had it at the Green Turtle. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> kool-aid men <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah no it was i did not go because i'm like uh i'm not going to the green turtle no and the way franklin square is it's just whether you still live there like myself or you don't 
everybody still knows everything about everyone because yeah. of social media. So there's no need for a reunion. Yeah. And, you know, we see what we want to see and choose to see that way. And it is what it is. But the fact that it was one of these um, last minute, oh shit, we need to have a reunion. And they literally just sent out like a Facebook invite. <laughs> come to the green turtle Friday after Thanksgiving or whatever it was. And it was like, uh, no, I'm good. I wasn't even invited to my 10 year reunion. I was invited by someone else who was invited because I just, I think, I don't know. They didn't have access to everybody's info. So it was kind of like a thing where it was like, just spread this around to everybody. You know, like we, we didn't, send it to everyone so just invite whoever you know so i wasn't part of the inner circle oh. that got the invites i had to be invited by somebody else but that i mean for that reason i didn't go because i knew the the people who were going to be going to this yeah. thing were the people i didn't hang out with and wasn't friends with anyway and so like what do i what's the point i kept in touch with the people that i cared to keep in touch with everybody else can just go on without knowing every intimate detail right. of my life it's fine and it's just funny how like how much changes and that when these people that you went to high school with and wouldn't give you a second look Mm -hmm. nowadays if they ran into you be like oh my god how are you i can't believe it's been so long and it's like what the fuck fine you have kids now and you know the importance of camaraderie i guess but it was just that feeling of is it fakeness? Is yeah. it just a matter of like you're not this like asshole teenager well, anymore? Yes. To be fair, I think we were all, you know, it's typical to be yeah. self-centered when you're in high school and at that age. So I definitely think I would be nicer to people that I ignored yeah. if I ran into them today. But I don't necessarily feel the need to make amends with people that no. – I, that I'm not really gonna see again ever anyway so and that's where this movie literally gave us like it was uncomfortable at some point it was uncomfortable at all points I think what's funny about this is they were meant to be adults mm-hmm Christopher Rich. They said 15 years yeah right okay so um you know assuming that everyone graduates at like 16, 17, so now we're talking 31, 32 years old. Mm -hmm. Christopher Rich in this movie who plays Archie, he was 37 playing this role. Wow. So I found it incredibly amusing when they did flashbacks and he was playing a high school student. Lol! Definitely not buying that. Right. But they're behaving like high school students, even in their 30s. Yes. They're still, like, I don't under. They showed these flashbacks, but they are the same people, and nobody has any... They have different boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, but... They're exactly the same. They're the same. And they... And Jughead, because Jughead grows up to be a psychiatrist, apparently, oh, is continuously talking about regression, and it's like... Is that what's going on here? Or did anybody progress at all? Or did we just stay (laughs) in this this mindset forever? They made it seem like all these people have moved on to an extent and that it is this weekend that's making them regress. Right. But no, they all seem like this is how they've been for the past 15 years. Like they did not change. Mm -mm. They may have moved to Midvale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which we've never heard of before Midvale. what was the other one um i'm trying to think the one that um greendale greendale right yeah 
Yeah, okay. that's that's where Miss Grundy Sabrina's went. From. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what was the um, what was the Hiram place? Oh, Sovale. Oh, Sodale, Sodale. Sodale, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I'm thinking honestly, Rivervale. Yeah, Rivervale, Riverdale, Greenvale, Greendale. I don't know. Well, they none of it makes we sense. We get uh, we're gonna bounce around because this was just this movie was garbage. Um, <laughs> there was really no semblance of plot. No, it was one episode of Riverdale, which but was it dragged on for an hour and a half. <laughs> Saving, Saving Pops, Pops, which is a classic Riverdale moment. And Pops is a corner store, which was... Well, it's an ice cream shop. Yeah, but I mean, just in general of like, we're used to it being on the side of a, a highway. A standalone diner, yeah. Yeah. Where the truckers come and then there's a bar in the basement and, you know. <laughs> Speakeasy. Speakeasies and um, things. But, God, where the fuck was I going with this? Honestly, this movie lost its train of thought quite often, so don't feel bad. <laughs> I think I was just surprised at how much was included, being it was just like this hour and a half made for TV movie. Mm-hmm. The Hiram of it all. Yes. So that was definitely a theme that carries over well into the show. Obviously, Hiram is just very upset with Archie and does not want him anywhere near Veronica and declares war on him basically so that was kind of fun and comforting to see that that Hiram's just that'll never change up to his old bullshit he did have that weird chauffeur though who took his job way too seriously in terms of helping Hiram henchman yeah, he like booby traps Archie's like he car. Had a personal vendetta. Himself. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think he I think he felt like he wanted to be more evil than than Hiram was going to allow him to be. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe Hiram gave him a little bit too much leeway, and he was like, "Oh well." He didn't I'm say win him over with doing it this way, <laughs> right? Like he didn't say I couldn't plant a bomb in a present and give it to Archie, but that's what I want to do. And it seems. Very much like Hiram, uh, Hiram 2.0 scenario. Bombs and all of that. Yeah, bombs. Bombs are the weapon of choice. And I mean, before that, he does booby trap Archie's car so that they have this ridiculous car. I don't want It's not a car chase. Nobody's chasing them. But the car goes all over town. It's all over. Yeah, through fruit stands and all that classic. I'm surprised they still had the steering mechanism because he took out everything else. Yeah, I don't know. So the brakes were gone and the gear shift broke off. Right. But like, shouldn't he still have been able to steer? He did steer. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, so that- he was driving like a fucking idiot. Yeah, he was just... I mean, unless... Because he's like up on curbs, he's going through crowds. But I guess he's trying to avoid people, so he's driving wherever he can go that's, I don't know. How about a road? Uh, (laughs) You know? (laughs) Not wanting to crash into other cars. I don't know. Uh, Stupid. They crashed into that freshly painted fence. I mean, what a shame. But I also found it interesting that we had Reggie working for Hiram as Mm. well still. And it's like... Wow, okay, that goes back. I yeah. didn't think that that was And he, he was definitely the smarmy businessman type in the way that we only see Reggie towards, you know, after the time right. jump in the TV show. Because he still has the car dealership. Yeah. Like his family right. still has the car dealership. But we don't see the car. De- he only refers to it. And then the only thing we see him owning is this gym where only women have aerobics classes. <laughs> yeah. it's um, so, What did they call the health club? Yeah, health club. Sure. He was also kind of a himbo as well. I yeah. think that. 
again, I think that they play that up in the show in more recent times, but it, for the most part, we never really knew Reggie to be stupid, but he was no. definitely kind of stupid in this he movie. He was more of a, he wasn't a free, you know, a free thinker. He was definitely a... Um, a minion. Yeah, he didn't have his own train of thought ever. Somebody I didn't expect to see in this movie was Moose and Midge. Yeah, Midge who, is alive. Yeah, Midge is not dead. And they are married, I guess, so Moose is not gay. And oh. they have this chiropractor office where they constantly are stretching out Archie and cracking and popping all of his Which joints. Which I'm jealous because I can use a little of that right now. Yikes. It just, it, I, I've i never been to a chiropractor. Is that how it works? Do they, do they lay you out on a table and, and like somebody holds your head and the other person just like yanks your body down well, the table? Do you ever see the reels or the TikToks of, there's this one you know chiropractor I don't. who, oh, he is the best and he'll put the <laughs> mic no and then he does these cracks and these people are just like oh see i don't like that oh i love it and i want that done to me no so bad i don't like the sound of bones cracking that's always been something i can't do knuckles that triggers when me. people crack knuckles in front of me i squirm mm. it creeps me out because yeah, it's I guess gross there's a feeling of like you're gonna break your finger i don't know what it is but i have this weird well, it's just gross. It is gross. It's bones like rubbing against each other and shit. Well, no, it's it's air, I think, right? Isn't it? I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. But when it comes, like my back always hurts so much. So like I would have, Cheryl and I would go into an empty office. Yeah. And I'd have her literally walk across my back when it really hurt. My mom used to have us do that when we were little. Oh. <laughs> and we used to think it was so fun. We were like, oh, we get to walk on mom's back. And she was probably just like, oh, yes. Right. This feels amazing. <laughs> and it's like the worst is when I'd have her do it and nothing cracked. I know. I, I do kind of hate that feeling when you can feel like, like something, something needs, needs to, to pop. just loosen yeah. and it doesn't. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that was pointless but i need it yeah but i've had massages before where it's like the first 30 seconds and they just do like a hard press down my spine and like everything cracks and they're just like oh <laughs> i'm like yeah i've been waiting for that for weeks <laughs> i'm so afraid to do that either chiropractor or like get a massage only because i make noises oh well i'm sure they've heard it all honestly i it's Bad. My brother has one of those like guns, you know, like the massage guns, really for your. Legs oh yeah, I know a massage gun. Wink, wink. Okay, well, <laughs> my brother has a massage gun, and one time I was over there, and I was like, "Oh, can you do like in between my wings, like in the back?" And he's doing it, and I'm making, and he's like, "I can't do it." Like, keep making these fucking noises. You know that and episode of like, Friends. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but like, it feels good. Like, it's really, it's a relief sound. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. I'm sure that the, I'm sure that massage therapists hear it all the time. Yeah. Probably. I mean, we went on a tangent just now. Well, I mean, yes, but no. I mean, the chiropractor shit came back a lot in this movie. Like, it did. It, it was, It yeah. seems kind of like a throwaway scene in the beginning where it was just to introduce Moose and Midge, but it honestly came back way too often in this movie yeah i mean he saved him from like that bumper car game thing. oh god the bumper cars can we talk about this please yeah that i was want a to fun play game. 
It was kind of like Hungry Hungry Hippos on bumper cars. Well, they called it something polo. Oh, which makes bumper sense. car polo kind right. of. Yeah, because people just dumped a ton of balls onto the bumper car track and they had brooms and they had to go around and get the balls hit the in, balls yeah. into their nets you know their respective team nets but that just seemed like a shit ton of fun mm-hmm. i would do that tomorrow yeah that was definitely something but th- at that point people are trying to sabotage archie and so he ends up in an accident yeah and man he just he almost died in that well that was oh, i wrote that down reggie had said um wait oh he said to veronica blow him another kiss yeah and i'll kill him and, uh, and, he, ki- dies. and he dies dies <laughs> and then all of a sudden he gets freaking hit into the so that was very like and then you just kept going like oh no he died he's dying (laughs) well because it was so ridiculous that reggie was was gonna kill archie because veronica blew him a kiss like let's get over ourselves people and 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 we have to backtrack and just make it a point to say that archie is engaged to pam yes Pam, who is a sensible human being and probably the most relatable character in this movie. (laughs) And Betty is dating Rob, Bob, whatever the fuck. Robert goes by Bob. Um, They were playing, right? Not Uh, Pam. Robert Robert was. was. Yeah. And he got so pissed (laughs) because Betty lost her broom. Because she's an idiot. (laughs) In such a pathetic way. I know. She's like, (laughs) she just drops it. And then Archie, on a different team, gives Betty his broom. And, like, Bob was so pissed. I mean, Bob has has had a broom up his butt the whole movie. So... But he's also... It's coming to a head of, now. Yeah. yeah. He's feeding off of what he clearly sees. With right. Well, oh, eyes. yeah. I mean, poor Bob. I, poor Bob, but not poor Bob. He was kind of being a dick earlier in the movie. Yeah. But... Yeah, Betty has a hard-on for Archie, and Archie has a hard-on for Betty. So it's just like, Archie has a hard-on for everybody. (laughs) He does have a hard-on for everybody. I mean, if anybody has a hard-on the most, it is Veronica. Holy shit, that woman. I mean, you would think she would not not need to beg to get laid. I mean, yikes. We find out she was engaged... She was married four times. Married four times, engaged. A bigger number. A bigger 20, number. 20 or something. something like, like ridiculous. And you don't feel sorry for her. Like, she tries to make it seem like, oh, you know, the whole typical. It's a very poor little rich girl story. Which like, she even describes herself as yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. And we do get the classic Veronica daddy scene. Oh, yeah, we do. Which is kind of gross in the term of... Again, these actors are well into their... 30s, at 30s. least. <laughs> but in the 90s, 30s looked older. Yeah, I guess so. Because they look like they could have been in their 40s. I thought, I thought that Christopher Rich, I thought he was 40. But, I mean, 37 is pretty close. It's close enough, yeah. Yeah. I didn't look up the ages of anybody else. I thought that the woman, um, what's her name, who played Betty? Oh, Lauren Holly. Yeah. She looked the youngest. She looked the youngest. When they did the flashbacks with her, I thought that she passed most of the, easily yeah. for a high school student. Do you remember when Lauren Holly dated Jim Carrey? I don't. I mean, gosh, that was many, many moons ago. Oh, she's a si- Oh, no, she's two years younger than my dad, so she's 60. Okay, so how old was she in 1990? <laughs> Hold on, let me do that math real do quick. Do some math. 27. Okay. So she was 10 years younger than... Yeah, than Archie. Yeah. yeah. So that's... 
But 27 is a little better at playing. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's it's like the actors they have in the show playing high mm-hmm. school. So, I mean, thankfully they did that time jump. But yeah, at the time, I don't know. I yeah. think I think it's ridiculous that they <laughs> I mean, they did fix Jughead's hairline when they did the flashbacks because in the reunion times, he clearly has a receding hairline like he is balding. Mm-hmm. But in the flashbacks, he seemed to have a fuller head of hair. So yeah, they, they gave him a little they helped him out there. But Veronica they're very had clearly adults. Hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so clearly. Oh, adults. and I felt like Veronica looked better in the flashbacks too. with the longer with hair. The yeah. Longer hair. And Betty's fucking wig in the in the current time oh my god i was saying she looks like audrey from little shop of horrors <laughs> yeah. like that's it's where it's like it doesn't lay flesh it's her. yeah it's like a helmet it's a helmet it's not it's good not, and then at one point she's like oh i cut it myself and it was like well it shows yeah, you betty it shows yeah you did yikes they both looked better with the longer hair because mm-hmm. i guess i don't know if it was their natural hair or if they just had better wigs for the flashbacks but their hair looked a lot better it just did not it did not look great um <laughs> it's not good <laughs> The one change in career paths. I mean, well. Oh, my God. There were a couple. Archie is going to be a lawyer. Which is hilarious. Because, I mean, that's one thing he has not taken on. Right? I was thinking that. I was like, wait, (laughs) of all the things he's done, I can't believe he hasn't tried his hand in the legal field. No. And in this, Betty's the one that wants to be a writer. Yes, instead of Jughead. She's like a combo of both. I felt horrible when Archie starts to read her first story. Oh my god. Very cringy. Yeah, it's not good. It's a beautiful day for an Easter egg, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And then he like reads it for 30 more seconds. He's like, it's very sweet. And it's like, what the, like, how do you know? she even said she's like, that's what the publisher's saying. It's like, you, you sent this to publisher? Yeah, I mean, that... I actually do agree. I agree with all of these futures for them. Yeah. Like, the futures that they gave them in the TV show, I didn't really love. I mean, I guess Betty becoming an FBI agent makes sense. But given, yes, yes. given Yeah, given all the murder <laughs> that she's investigating. And, and Jughead's. Yeah, I, I guess so. But I do think Jughead would have made a good psychiatrist mm-hmm. or psychologist in the show as well. And rather than Archie going into a military career, I could see him going into the legal field and, you know, defending the... He's doing everything but at this point. I, well, yeah, I, that's why it's actually shocking to me that he hasn't dabbled in this. And for a second in the movie when he was like, I'm going to be your lawyer, Pop, I was like, you're not a lawyer. And then, oh, like, oh, in this movie, we you are. Is, yeah. <laughs> but in the show, you could absolutely see him being like, I'm going to go down to the library and become a lawyer tonight. And then tomorrow, I'm going to fight for you in court. And it would just be terrible. But I actually like that as a career career path for him I think it makes sense because he always wants to be the hero mm-hmm. and so defending you know down on their luck clients seems like something he would want to do definitely I mean and in the show it would be him taking after his mom right yeah because she was yes that's yeah right. she was an attorney she's an attorney so but again comics like I never really read the comics no so yeah. I don't know in terms of I, I look at comics as extremely intimidating because extremely intimidating well, just because you know you're not sitting there reading a book or a series and you know it's this 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 there's volumes and volumes and volumes of these things like yeah 
they never end. Right. And they kind of bounce around because then there's kind of almost like alternate timelines or offshoots, like things that aren't necessarily part of the canon timeline, but they just did this like special series that has like eight or nine comics in it. And it doesn't have any long-term implications for the actual characters, but it was just kind of like, well, what if this happened? Kind of like Rivervale. Yeah. Although apparently that's not necessarily, I don't know. Let's yeah. just, let's not go there. Yeah. We'll be but, going there soon enough. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> we'll be back in the 50s, right? No, thank you. Something like that. But one thing that I feel like I would love to get a sense of from the comics is what the fuck is up with this love triangle? Because it is so weird to me how this is handled and how it's just not dealt with properly ever because Archie mm-hmm. continues to string both of these women along. They're both just letting him do it. And even even though Betty kind of told him off and was like, I'm not going to wait around for you to make this decision. Still at the end of the movie, she and Veronica are like, you got to choose one of us. We both love you and we're not going to be mad. But it's like, you're obviously going to be mad. Like you can't not be mad yeah. at the other person. They're going to be jealous. I just don't, I don't understand how this is acceptable. And he didn't help matters by saying like he's gonna stay now like right this makes it even more complicated especially asking them what they're gonna do like yeah i hope you both stay and it's like why like he didn't say that but without having to say it he said it yeah and it's like but why you're just making it worse on yourself too yes because now like you still have to make a choice here and they ask him to and he doesn't by the end of the and i think that's the whole point in the comics is that he never chooses so we're always dealing with it's always a back and forth yeah which is exactly what they do in the show but it's at least it's like it's not quite as bad i feel like in the show because they kind of take turns and there isn't really so much they do take jealousy but i feel like at this point right the jealousy doesn't come out in the show right yeah but right now we have it where Archie and Betty are together. Yes. And but we but have prior to that it was Archie's hasn't been with anybody I mean Josie. Was it Josie or the yeah. no. Oh um wait, he was with both of them. He was. I forget the other one's name. I forget her that too. That was early on. Yeah, there. very early but season 2. When it came to the time jump and all of that, Archie had nobody. Valerie. Valerie. Sorry. <laughs> um Archie had nobody. Yes. Whereas Betty had Glenn, Glenn, <laughs> R.I.P. Veronica had Chad, Chad, R.I.P. <laughs> Everybody dead. They die, and I just, just block them off. Any other options that are not Archie? But like, that's what makes it so morose. Is that it's like, oh, you're leaving it to where the end of this movie happened. I feel like that's what we're going to be left with for this show. Like. Right. There's going to be no solution to this love triangle and we're just going to be stuck in this. Right. That's how it's supposed to be forever. And they keep teasing us that Archie and Veronica might get back together because Tabitha has those visions of the future. And Veronica asks her, like, am am I ever with Archie in these future scenarios? And you would love for her to just say, like, no, this is it. Let's put an end to this garbage. Didn't she at one point say that it was no? No, no, she didn't. She said that there, like, there were scenarios where Veronica ends up with Archie. Yes, I mean, there. Well, that's the thing, you know. It's just it's holding out hope. 
that right. this could potentially happen. But at the same time, like, stop it. Stop yanking us around with this. Right. Because, first of all, nobody wants that. No, mm-hmm. Nobody wants Archie and Veronica back together at this point. And I don't like Archie and Betty together either, but I prefer them to Archie and Veronica. So... <sighs> I don't know. I just find the whole dynamic very strange. And in this movie, it is absolutely bizarre because both of these women, regardless of Archie's relationship status or their own relationship status, they, they're just throwing themselves at him. And it's so uncomfortable. And Archie doesn't do anything. I mean, he protests, but like only a little bit. And he just He's continues. He's about to get in the shower with Betty. Too. Yeah, he continues to lead them on and it's so fuckboy. It's just very annoying. Yeah. Oh, the one thing that this movie had, and we both said it back and forth a ton of times, the one-line zingers Oh my god. To each other. There were some hot Like Hiram calls hot takes. Archie a piece of white bread. Oh my god. My favorite thing in the world. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. <laughs> Everyone had great insults back and forth. They were so great. It was, but it was that typical 90s, just, I feel like any movie at that time, regardless of yeah. its, you know, premise or whatever, like any cool guy had that type of like zing <laughs> towards somebody. And like, well, it was the courtroom scene that was the best. Oh because, my God. Uh, I mean, the thin plot that holds this movie together besides the reunion is that Reggie's health club wants to expand into Pop Tate's ice cream shop. And so Archie wants to go to court to save Pops, which again, plot line that you could just drop right into a season of Riverdale today. But the problem, you know, takes them to court and... On a Saturday. On a Saturday. And it only happens because Archie crashes into the health club and he needs to have a bail hearing. So then the the judge has to come to court and is like, fine, I'll hear your case. But Archie's arguments have no legal merit. There's no legal basis Mm -mm. for stopping this eviction. But he gets up and he makes a lovely speech about what Pops means to Riverdale. And it could have been lifted straight from this last season, especially Mm -hmm. given how central Pops was to this whole otherworldly connection, (laughs) the supernatural ghost train situation with Percival. God, I hated him. I'm so glad that's done. Yeah, let's be done with that forever, we hope. But people start throwing insults at each other back and forth. And it is, man, it is a sparring match for the ages it really is like they are they're pretty good i mean in terms of like quick with the quips yep definitely (laughs) they're not great but you know they're quick with them so oh we have to talk about jughead and his child because right 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 jughead has a son jordan but they also call him Jughead Jr. So, okay, I guess. And he's a little brat. He puts Jello at the foot of Archie's bed. Oh, yeah. Which is like a prank I've never heard of. Which was disgusting. But also, I loved Archie coming back with, say, like, the kid the next morning. <laughs> is having Jello for breakfast, having obviously. Jello for breakfast. And Archie's like, oh, you know. I just put the jello I found in my bed back in a bowl. Yeah. And I found that kind of funny. I mean, which is like, nasty. 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 You don't want to eat foot jello. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, this kid's a brat. 
And Jughead is having trouble connecting with his son. He basically calls him, like, the spawn of the devil at, like, many points. Which we don't get a lot of backstory into his ex-wife. He just right. says that, that they're divorced, whatever, and that, you know, he never missed a weekend because he only got the son on the weekend. But now right. he has the son all the time. I don't. It was unclear to me. It was something about <laughs> it because he was legit in a therapy session for a client. <laughs> right. Was, but he was therapying himself yeah. instead of the client, which was kind of funny but yeah the kid's a menace but again i felt like it was a typical late 80s early 90s trope of like the kid's always an asshole yeah i mean and there was a lot of like gross childish humor in this movie too like the kid gets really excited when veronica comes over with lingerie on under her trench coat and like spying in the window from a ladder which (sighs) i always wondered like you said it is like a trope for that type of thing but kids at that age do they even know what they're fucking looking at well i i mean that's that's a good question for boys i guess i mean i don't know if it's the same for girls because our hormones i guess don't necessarily kick in I, yeah I guess in a similar right. way so i'm just thinking like okay the minute he saw veronica sneak in yeah he knew like something he was, was like up. and it's like okay but how do you even know that yeah and why do I have it in my head that he was nine? Did they keep saying he was nine years old or am I just making that up? I mean, it's not far-fetched. He looked nine. Yeah. I, like, that's definitely too young to be ogling older women. Yeah. And they spend the whole movie doing it. Like, there's that scene where Veronica and Betty are playing tennis and oh, yes, uh, he yes, gets yes. Uh, Moose's son to roll the ball to Betty. So she has to bend over to pick it up and he gets to see her panties. And it's like, um. But then also Betty picks up on it and yeah. just like kind of smiles at she him. She looks at him like, oh, you little scamp. And it's just like, what? I, I mean, it's that kind of humor. There, and Reggie at one point, he makes a comment. Archie says to Reggie that it's illegal to evict Pop. And Reggie says, it's legal. Legal as an 18-year-old. Like, oh, ew. I missed that. <laughs> Fucking ew. <laughs> no, <Jesus>. thank you. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, I think we were just talking about Jughead's kid. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that, like... They can't bond, and but they do eventually bond at that the, was kind of funny and the cute carnival. At the same time. They oh no, it was uh, okay. So they're at the carnival because because this, this reunion yeah, this, is all weekend. Maybe long. if my reunion had been like this, I might have gone right. At least like had to get like an event where it's like I could pick a different event and it wasn't just right. the dance. But for some reason, they have the boombox. Yes, and they brought their own boombox. Yeah. It was BYOB. Yeah. <laughs> and they're playing it. And again, Jughead is on the lookout for Big Ethel. And Jordan sees this girl, this his age, and she waves to him and, you know. Says hi. Says hi. And Jughead is kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to help you out here. Yeah. Like, oh, you're awkward with girls too. Like, let's fix this together. This is something we bond over. So let's overcome our fear together. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the way to do this is to remix. rap. Yeah. Remix and rap. Sugar, sugar. Sugar, sugar, which was played multiple times in multiple variations throughout this movie. I think it was the only song that existed in Riverdale. Because when he played it in Archie's house, he was like, oh, this is me. Yeah, so did like did the Archies perform this back in the day and record it to vinyl? 
Um, it seems so. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous, but okay. So yeah, they do like this rap to Sugar Sugar. And, <laughs> and a dance. And There's a dance. a dance. It's not just a rap. And that is important because the dance was... The dance, I mean, honestly, Jughead <laughs> did a good job in terms of... I guess popping in line. He he could move. He had some moves. Yeah, he had But some I also feel like at the age that Jordan was at, this would be highly embarrassing and not at all but he, but a way he to ends bond. Up, like joining yeah. him. Yeah. Well, that I was I was shocked by that cuz I really thought that this was going to be like a further isolating experience mm-hmm. for him. But it turns out that they both like cringy rap covers and dancing like fucking morons in public. So Hey, that's great. Because after nothing came of this, well, but after this point, they they got along well. They, okay, so that came of it. I, yeah, my, but they like, kind of turned a corner there in their father son relationship. Yeah, so that's why that was important. But I mean, nothing happens with the girl. Like no. <laughs> this didn't help him approach women. Although, I, and then I guess at this point, this is when they go after Ethel to try to find Ethel to confront his fear of women. So right. maybe it was kind of like a tit for tat. Situation. But do you think Big Ethel? Do I think? Do you think? Do I think Big Ethel? Can we not call her Big Ethel? Well, I feel like it's I'm sad. Tra- that's where my question is. Do you think possibly Big Ethel meant she was just taller? Like she was pretty to him? tall. Like just in terms of he felt smaller than maybe. But at the beginning of the movie, when they refer to Big Ethel for the first time, or Archie says that she was rather unattractive. Okay. So I assume that that was their delicate way of saying that maybe big meant big. Big. Big, like, circumference-wise. Right. (laughs) So I guess we can talk about the resolution of the Pops situation. So when they're all at the dance... The, the final event of alumni weekend or whatever. Uh, the Archies are up on stage performing. And then <laughs> Coach Clayton comes running in and is like, oh, there's a problem. There's an emergency. And then the principal gets up on stage and is like, oh, Pop isn't moving. And they're going to bulldoze Pops right now. And it's just like, oh, OK, this is happening in the middle of the night. Sure. So they all run to Pops. To, to help him and like kind of do the link arms and like if you're gonna arrest pop you're gonna have to arrest me too Which again right out of the show <laughs> and right. the best is pam and bob are just kind of like i don't get any of this yes pam and bob are struggling to understand what is so special about riverdale and the people that were once students here and can we blame them really as outsiders no but i also would have to say like nothing's ever brought to their attention in terms of like so where you came from you don't feel that way about this place or you know something like that like to just bring to their attention the fact that like the town you grew up in if a landmark or somewhere that you was close to you you know was going to be demolished like you wouldn't have some kind of feeling about it like no one talks to them like that it's kind of just a matter of fact thing and they're just like you guys are fucking weird and they just accept it and that's I mean, I do think that there are plenty of people who leave their hometowns and never look back and wouldn't give a shit if something that, you know, a a landmark that they used to go to. But then if you are now with somebody who 
clearly it's sticking. To oh yeah, me. I mean, I don't there'd get me be wrong. A little, right, there'd be a little more of like a. You might want to talk about things before you end your relation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different with with Bob and Betty because we don't know how long they've been dating. Maybe it hasn't really been that long, and so it kind of makes sense for her to be like, okay, well, I don't really like what I'm seeing here, so fuck off. But with Pam, like she is so ready to end this engagement, and it's like you're engaged, like you were right, about like you to didn't get even married. Try to understand any of it, and yeah, like have a conversation, and maybe. It- I mean, Archie probably would not have been the best conversationalist about it or communicator. And as we've mentioned, he's very much entertaining the possibility of rekindling things with Betty or and or Veronica. So, you know, I kind of give Pam a bit of a pass on this because I do think maybe she's picking up on Archie being stuck in the mindset of a teenager, which he is. He just can't make a decision, which is like so pathetic come on man yeah basically pops is saved yes oh because veronica goes to hiram and is like choose me or your money because this is fucked up and then honestly shocked that hiram chose veronica Yeah, (laughs) because that's not the hiram we know currently no or he would appease her and then and then blow up archie (laughs) in private um, which I guess is what his henchman driver. The, yeah, was the evil do. chauffeur. Yeah, he. But then Hiram tries to wrestle that detonator away from him so that Archie would not die. So, I mean, Hiram has more of a conscience than than the one that we're used to. Right. Yeah. So that's like that's the very thin plot that holds this movie together, and then everything else is just kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> what is exactly. happening here? <laughs> The, um, the social drama of it all that really just doesn't matter. You know what else I just realized, too? What? He's only just selling his house. Yeah. So was Pam in Riverdale with him? Was she commuting? Maybe she was. they had a long-distance relationship. Maybe. Yeah. I was thinking that, too, because, I mean, Betty did move to Midvale, I guess, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. But, like, they haven't spoken apparently since high school i mean it, it seems like none of these people have been in touch which is kind of similar how it went to the, went in the show but at the same time like these people came back to their reunion and then like archie immediately felt comfortable telling betty that her boyfriend was a douche and it's just like you <laughs> you guys aren't friends like you, this is not a relationship that you've had so right so i but also back to the whole him still living in riverdale yeah wouldn't Pam be a little more supportive given he still lived there but he did seem to want to get out he did want to get out fine but the whole thing about oh it's the past and the regression and all that but he's been there yeah it's not where like everybody else came there for the reunion he was living there yes so she had to have known there was some connection and that he was still holding on to something. It wasn't that big of a surprise. No. I And I mean, again, I, I don't necessarily defend Pam all the way on this, but especially because she got right together with Bob as soon as they broke up. Oh, yeah. They boned that Which is night. gross. But <laughs> I do think that maybe there's just a disconnect there between... Pam's fundamental values and Archie's and maybe it just wasn't clear until this moment but I think that there are a lot of people if they don't put down roots you know like if they move around a lot or 
if they weren't close with their family. And so as soon as they were able to leave, they just left. People don't make connections to their hometowns in the same ways. And, you know, places that are sentimental, they may not have that sentimentality. Right. It's different. But, uh, and I don't think it's bad. Like, I feel like it was demonized a little bit in Mm -hmm. this movie, but I think it's just a lack of communication then at that point. You know, they're not trying to understand where the other person's coming from. Neither of them wanted to learn. And, mm-hmm. and adapt. They just wanted to call it off. Makes sense. I mean, works out for Betty and Veronica, who are now just in a thruple with Archie for eternity. Eternity. <laughs> Which sounds like hell to me. I loved the reasoning, though, too. Veronica goes, oh, France is too, you know, touristy. In the yeah. Summer, so I'm going to stay here. And then, I mean... That's one thing, but, like, Betty's was more legit. Like, oh, yeah. it's summer, like, I'm going to try to... Right, she's a teacher, so she would have the summer off right. anyway. And she's like, oh, you know, hopefully maybe Riverdale will need a, a teacher. Oy. It's like, how far is Midvale? We don't know. <laughs> the I wish we had a Midvale. map. Oh, man, we should make one. Nobody has one. We're going to corner that market. <laughs> so the Riverdale so universe. All right, Riverdale is a real place in New York, but maybe Midvale is as well. We just don't know it yet. Maybe we don't. Have to Google it. Because whenever they bring up the city, it's like, well, that Right. I sense. mean, and it's, I actually thought that that was funny because that reminds me of the show so much where they just refer to the city and we've just had to assume that it's New York City. Yeah. But I mean, I think. I think that covered the whole... I think so, too. And weirdly enough, it's gotten me in the mood for the last season of Riverdale. Yeah, I am a little more intrigued by how things are going to wrap up. Yeah, I. as much as we shit on Riverdale, it is kind of sad that it's ending. It's been a big part of my life for the past... Seven years. Yeah, long time. So... Yeah. I mean, we've only been obviously recapping it for two but yeah but we've been watching the whole time so you know this predates our podcast it predates our friendship yeah (laughs) basically so i mean it is what besides work i mean it's what brought us together yeah you know not just being co-workers but it's something that you know just brought a conversation yeah it's it's a bond because you know this show is so fucking weird and i mean not many people that can be like oh that can really i mean you bond over the typical shows you know right the good shows yeah the good shows (laughs) like the state like friends or sign like something Mm -hmm. like long running that everybody's seen but everybody likes riverdale is such a niche show in terms of you have to kind of love to hate something in order to keep watching this because it it tests your loyalty Mm -hmm. every single day (laughs) i'm pretty sure like before we started the podcast though i think we were both in a weird position of like do we want to keep watching this Yeah, I mean, I, I really had, I was getting to the end of my rope at the end of, or like around season four, but then when they announced they were doing the time jump, I was so excited because I was like, oh great, okay, so we've fucked things up royally in seasons three and four, but maybe we can fix it Mm -hmm. by doing this time jump and just kind of hitting a reset button and that's not what happened. But there was hope for a little a little while there and now we've we've just dedicated too much time and effort. Now you gotta see it through because at this point you gotta. Right. 
Even though we hate how the direction it's going in. Oh, I mean, I, I'm i going to be upset for the whole season, I imagine. And then maybe I'll get emotional around the end. But at least now, you know, you can go back and watch, like, the first couple of seasons and be like, remember when the show was good? And then we just ignore everything that happens after. The middle. I mean, yeah. well, the end. Because I would say, like, oh, you can ignore the middle, but we don't know how it's going to end, and it doesn't seem like it's... I, I have very little faith that it's going to wrap up in a satisfying way. I'm honestly forgetting why they're going back to the 50s. Something to do with Rivervale and timelines and, I don't know, something yeah. something about how they had to save... Because they went to Rivervale to save Riverdale, and then I guess maybe they eliminated... I don't know. Dawn, I don't know. I didn't know then. I don't know now. <laughs> and I don't think they know either. No. They're just kind of doing whatever they want to do. I mean, who's going to who's gonna shut them down at this point? No. <laughs> They've been approved for that final season, so we get to go on the ride. We do, but I guess we will see where we come out. We sure will. Um, so that was episode 100. Hondo! Hashtag hondo. Hashtag hondo. <laughs> but yeah, so you know where to find us. We are on Twitter and Instagram, and we have the website, and we have our merch, and we have our cocktail. Buy us a cocktail. Treat us to a cocktail. Next week, it's our final movie of February, and uh, it's Lady Chatterley's Lover. Yes, you're right. Why are you saying that with a question mark? I always, I think, because I always, I don't know why I think it's something else, or I'm missing a word, or I'm not missing a word. I don't know. But that's what it is. We're ready for some hot, steamy sex. Yeah, and we picked this movie because of a TikTok (laughs) <laughs> that I saw that people were like, oh, if you loved or if you got hot by 365 days, you've seen nothing yet. Yeah. So given it's like a period piece. And Set it's a sexual, high bar. Yeah. Well, for the time, this novel was very controversial when it was released and it was definitely banned in a lot of places because it was so sexually forward oh. for the time period. So, yeah, it's uh We have some goodies saucy. in store, I guess. Yeah, so we have that to close out February. So um, make sure to, again, follow us everywhere so you can get the updates. And do you have anything you want to add? Are there any holidays coming up? I don't think so. No, not yet. Hope you all had a great President's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you got off for President's Day or all of their individual birthdays. Yeah, you lucky dogs. Yeah. Yeah, so until next time. 